They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Will be a swap cast, right? So here we are. What's up, guys? Pleasure meeting you for the first time. What up, man? How's y'all's night going? Fantastic. Fantastic. Dream, you know, just excited to keep on putting out shows and, and spreading all of the truth. Yeah. Like crushing all of the fake information that is being put out and into people's minds and everything like that. What it could be politically, it could be spiritually. All we're all spiritual beings. This is a spiritual battle, and we're here to uh kind of guide the way indeed that's our goal anyway that what is it ephesians i think the 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 verse that says where it's a spiritual battle not against flesh but against the higher forces i forgot which one it is i think you're right on that brother and here's the deal also i mean we have to all acknowledge at our very core foundation that we are humans we are spirits having a human experience right Mm -hmm. you can call it your soul you can call it your uh what, what do you call it the spark the spark of God, dude. Spark I think God. we're all just like some source, Your some soul. spark from the source of God. Yeah, the right. divine spark. Call it whatever flavor you want, but essentially that innermost being of yourself that happens to be uh, in this skin suit at this time is not who you actually are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Interesting. I think this is a perfect segue. So if you guys want to plug your stuff, where can people find you over yeah. on my end? I'm Juan from the Juan on Juan podcast. You can find me at the Juan Juan podcast on all social media platforms. Where can people find you uh, over on my side? We are the cult of conspiracy podcast. You can search for us in any podcast platform. Um, if they want to see the video version, we do upload to rockfin.com slash cult of conspiracy. People can sign up there. It's uh 10 bucks a month. and You get everything that was banned off of YouTube. Yeah. I think it's a lot more now. I think it's 15 now, dude. Is, Is it? it? Yeah, I think they upped it to pay the they um to pay us more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've also seen that they those horse they've been uh, also. <laughs> I've seen that they've also been talking about how if you want to only subscribe to one channel, then you pay five dollars instead of paying fifteen oh, for the whole thing. Oh, um, which is also a great tool as well, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. So that, yeah, yeah. That kind of um that makes it easier on the price hike. I yeah, think. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm on there too. Rockman.com slash one podcast. And I post on YouTube. We were talking about this before we started recording about how the topics that what I love about podcasting is that on the RSS feed, it's decentralized. So it's always going to exist, even if you get taken off the big, the major platforms. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that, that podcasting is literally right now where you want to be at because it is going to be sent censor free for as much as it'll be because if you have any podcast 2.0 app it'll still pick it up regardless if you get taken off of google or itunes or wherever it is so i think it's important that people use a podcasting 2.0 app and 
this leads perfectly into what I wanted to talk about today, because we were going back and forth a little bit, trying to find a topic to cover. And I want to talk about, you know, the, the transference, the transportation of consciousness in, in real time. So I've talked about the Cinemagicians a lot on my channel and how they use sigil magic with movies and all this stuff. And I know you guys have talked about the whole uh, hypnotism, which I want to know how maybe that plays into it because it's kind of a form of hypnotism, right? In the trance that they put people in. And there's this guy, Austin Osman Spar, which was a one of the a famous occultist, and he is the father of chaos magic, right? So this is the guy that they attribute this to. And he's a very eccentric guy because essentially he's the one that came up with what's the guy's name, the comic book, the one that, that wrote The Invisibles. Is it Grant Morrison? I think his name is the name sounds familiar, but I mean, you tell me that he was the the founder of the, basically the magic of chaos. Yeah. I'm assuming he was a bit of an eccentric, you know, (laughs) just, just off of a, a, you know, knee jerk reaction. I bet the guy was a little bit of a, you know, out there human being. My, (laughs) my whole thing is though, dude, cause this guy was in, you know, early 18, late 1800s to the mid 1900s. That makes sense. The occult in general got mm-hmm. a major resurgence around that time frame all over. It was all the rage in Europe. It came to America in a very big way at that time, and it stuck. It, it planted roots in a lot of big, very powerful, very influential mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time, dude. Like, Hitler was really looking into all of that. Oh, like, this is further. where the whole Pendulum Institute even comes in. You, you remember you heard the, about that shit? Yes. It's crazy. Now, you remember uh, the movie Sherlock Holmes with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Of course. Remember whenever it was a bunch of elites that were operating within the occult? Mm. That wasn't just a movie. There are major societies like that that actually have been operating in secret, but these are also your elites. These are your elected officials. These are your royal families. This is where, you know, all of the, the, the crazy science, the woo-woo magic is really right. brought in. This is where the idea of the vril that Hitler was using yeah, um, mm-hmm. and using all every single possible way to be able to take control of the world or or to be mm-hmm. able to be, defeat different governments who are trying to overtake him and, and ruin his entire plan of creating a master race of Aryans, yeah, you know, man. only allowing the blonde haired, blue eyed, maybe to be able to mimic what he was seeing within these dark magic realms mm. which and that's that whole argument about the aryan alien race in antarctica with yeah. that African bird report right so yeah, the are they lizard life. people though or what like what do you guys think are they actual lizards i'm hearing so many conflicting stories and I, i'm of the belief that possibly multiple things are happening at the same time that are also all true you feel me like well, just because there are reptilians doesn't mean there's not also another type of alien race doing their own type of shit well this is what we've we've kind of dangled the carrot a little bit on this show as far as are they reptilians are they aliens are they fucking um are they demons okay and we've dangled the carrot so jacob has had an experience no we're not gonna go there we're not gonna go there now but uh i, I will tell my story you to have the reason fans to believe day. that reptilians might be real oh well I'm not going to uh, reptilians, not to speak. I would say demons for sure because of my experience and because of the story. I thought that's what you were hinting. Maybe at. tomato, tomato. That's what I'm saying. I get that argument. And I've heard that argument from a lot of people of a lot of different faiths. Right. And that's how they justify uh, like the entire Greek pantheon. Oh, well, that was demons portraying themselves in these ways to these people. And they were just reporting mm. and writing and drawing what they saw. Yeah. Like okay. the devil was uh, kind of giving out all these different kind of jobs to different greek gods and whatever while that may be true that is also such a massive cop-out of people not being able to explain things that they don't understand you just took away this entire civilization's culture from them and chalked it up to some little neat box that fits into your little brain and that's kind of an issue that i have with religion overall it's that if it is anything not of god or not of jesus it is the devil yeah see you know see we've had that talk as well i don't necessarily agree with that while i while i get the talking point on a broad spectrum i also believe that's painting a massive thing with a broad brush for instance classical music we've mm. talked about that right mm. so uh mozart if i'm not mistaken wrote an entire uh classic music album so to speak of all erotic music yeah if i never told you that and i played one of these songs for you you would think of some sort of opera you would think it's classical music does it make you horny about it I guess it made him horny, bro. He was one of the songs is literally "Lick Me in the Ass." <laughs> I'm not joking. Wait, hold on. Yo, Mo- Mozart was a fiend, dude. What the a- fuck? It's a thing. 
It's a leak marn ass. It's a whole thing, bro. So my point is, though, his, in- <laughs> <laughs> his intent behind it was bad or quote unquote morally unsound. Call it whatever. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. But my point is, you wouldn't know the difference because how could you? So I call classical music, for instance, a gray area. They say and you so, learn new things but, every day. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but really, you can see how music has evolved, basically staying on the same track. Whenever you got, what is that that one Cardi B song that's playing on the radio? My daughter listened to this fucking song on the yeah, radio. Wop. Talking about Cardi puts you out can lick trash. it, you can ride it, you Yo. can. I'm just like, what the? Why is that on the radio? Yeah. Dude? My fucking kids were jamming out to Rihanna. S S S N M. And I'm like, y'all, sh- what? Yeah. yeah dude. So I'm to Riri. Yeah. So so uh, all stuff aside, right? We have demons, you have angels, you have all this stuff. The one thing that this guy was known for was he was a visionary artist and he would he would create images of demons and spirits but here's the here's the thing that were raised up from deep levels of consciousness so this guy was saying that if you look deep down enough because we don't know what consciousness is right and you were talking about how the intention of something behind whatever it is that you're putting out you don't know what it originally was so When these guys are making these movies in Hollywood, you don't know what intention that they're putting out there and people are just eating this shit up and they're just they're just ingesting it and they don't care about it, whatever it is. Even if you don't consciously believe in it, but your soul believes in it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to target your soul, so your soul believes in it. And this guy was talking about these things are in the in your consciousness. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. Well, dude, your subconscious doesn't understand the word no. Okay, so whenever it is seeing something and you could say uh, it only maybe intakes. maybe you're a drug addict, right? And you're constantly thinking, no drugs, no drugs. I don't want to do any drugs. Or you're trying to, you know, stop smoking cigarettes. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. All your mind is hearing because it doesn't hear no. It doesn't hear don't. It doesn't hear stop. It just hears cigarettes, 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 drugs, drugs, drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that they get you with all these subliminal messages. Yeah, man. Because even if you morally know, you you consciously know that these things are bad or these things are wrong or that you would never intake or ingest or any kind of this garbage, yeah. it's still playing into your subconscious. It's staying on your mind and therefore feeding into whatever your eyes are trying to perceive to you because our eyes – I mean, we could see a fucking wreck, right? But the eyes are also the windows to the soul, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. So they say, but if me and you both see a wreck happen in real time, and we're both completely shocked, and we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened, we'll go up and talk to the police officer, and you'll tell a completely different story than yeah. what I saw. Yeah. I you see. Understand? It's about perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then also agreeing with what you're talking about, how your soul hears certain things, regardless of whether you believe in this or not. We just did an episode about the Balenciaga bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that Balenciaga in Latin is do as thou wilt? Yeah, I saw that. Which is also the quote for Alistair Crowley's whole fucking system of, of being. Yeah. Do what you want. Do as thou wilt. Do as thou Same wilt. Thing. Yeah. Right. So as we're saying the name Balenciaga, if you want to call You're it. You're invoking it. it. Yeah. Hell. You yeah. are saying these words in Latin, which is considered a holy language. And we're, whether you believe in this or not, whatever, your soul is is acknowledging that whenever that is being said. Well, it you know also I mean? translates to, um, like, if you type in the words differently into, like, different sections, mm-hmm. right? It translates to Baal is king. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Yeah, dude. It's That's crazy right. shit. But, yeah, so I do think that there are negative entities out there that, that are definitely trying to manipulate us in every single way possible. Who would have thought that a clothing brand would have anything to do with that? But here we are. <laughs> and that goes all back to occult magic. And that all goes back to subliminal messaging, magic, saying mm. all, all of it. If you look up the etymology of corporation, a corporation, because I've talked about the homunculus quite a bit, a corporation quite literally means persons united in a body for some purpose and it's you know you also have corpus body dead body animal body also a whole composed of united parts legal and and it means legally authorized entity artificial person created by law from a group or succession of persons and you mentioned right a clothing brand well a clothing brand has sigils they use sigils their logos and According to the to the etymology of, of corporation is it is a person. So they're literally using magic, you know, magic sigils against you in real time. So McDonald's, the, everybody knows that that sign, dude. Everybody, kn- the, the colors, all these things have a 
a an effect on the psyche, on the on the you know on a deeper level of of everything. And this guy, uh, obviously, they use they developed a system of magic based heavily on will. So because he was a contemporary with Crowley and sex magic so they were also doing sex magic because they believed that at the point of orgasm you needed to be in a state of uh, you know in a different state of consciousness so at the state of euphoria a peak orgasm your subconscious comes out it's in touch with the universe you imprint that sigil on it and then when you come down and i don't know if you guys saw recently on netflix the 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 show love is blind I watch. I was watching it with my wife for research purposes, right? And there was a <laughs> there was a dude on there who quite. You could look this up. He was talking about how he was pretty much initiated in the arts of tantric sex to where he was able to orgasm without ejaculation, which is part of this whole thing where they need they want to be in these euphoric states. And this guy was on this show boasting about how he could come without coming, and they're like, "What, in- bro?" Dude, have you ever looked into sex magic? Yes. It is fucking wild what these people are. And not only that, not only that, have you ever looked at what uh, it's like? Uh, they use sex magic, but in the sense of masturbation. Basically, you put up a vision board and you jack off on it, and it just magically <laughs> appears. That's what Parsons and now L. Ron Hubbard were doing, bro, in the middle of the desert. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, dude. God. The whole sex magic, especially the masturbation, doesn't even have to be a, a, any kind of board. It could be just whatever's really going on in your imagination. Now, this is where it gets a little sketchy whenever you're watching porn because now ah. you're feeding energy into that whole beast. Bingo. Right? And, but it, it goes even farther. Like, let's say you're thinking of, I don't know, a, a, a superstar of Hollywood or, sure. or, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to strangely see like odd coincidences line up in your life. Sure. Let's say you're thinking about a girl that you've always wanted to, you know, date or something like that. Sure. And you know this you'll from experience, bro. Randomly, you know right? this from experience. You'll start to randomly <laughs> see that, like, they reach out to you after not paying what you. What the attention. fuck? Yes, absolutely. So when you put it out into the ether, the the universe responds. Is what you're saying? Absolutely, and that's why well, I look at God as a source, as the force. Call it as whatever you want. I think that it will no. work to your to your will. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, not religious people, actually the opposite of religious people, will say, look, you can have faith. It doesn't necessarily need to be religious. So whenever you have faith that something will happen, there is actual power to that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. And like, there is how definitely the, how something. The whole, like magic plays into that. I, I just A know thousand percent does. because there's something about speaking things into existence, bro. Even my book, even the, the word grammar about- comes from grimoire. A grimoire is a magic a uh, book of of recipe, a magical recipe. So literally that word gr- etymology, because we're talking about language, when you're spelling in movies, they have a, a person in charge of casting. You know, they have the, the person yeah. that casts people. And if you really dig deeper and think about the idea of what these characters mean, I think about it, <clears throat> you know, Plato, he had the, the, the Platonic solids, the Archimedean solids. You had all these different things. There were concepts because they, they were obsessed with turning their ideas into Platonic solids. And this is this comes into the Merkabas and all these things where they're able to transport their consciousness in these shapes. Now, if you think about the idea of an actor, well, it was an entity, if you think about it, in the director or writer's mind that he manifested into a medium. And now this actor is portraying whatever force that was in the theory of in the you know, Plato talked about the theory of forms in this other dimension. You know, he grabbed it from there, put it into a script, a script like scripture. And then this this actor is now invoking and you have actors all the time talking about, yeah, I just, you know, I just it just takes over me. It just, you know, it comes to me and I and I become this character, almost like some sort of egregore or parasite or something that comes into them. And it was it all manifested from the mind of some writer. I mean, if you think about yeah. the, the the series of Game of Thrones and all these worlds that these intricate start, we're talking about the force, Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? It's crazy. Oh, dude, you see these guys that do method acting, they completely lose their fucking minds. I mean, hell, we've had a few of them actually take their own lives because of it, Heath Ledger being one of them. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And they they truly commit themselves to that role, and they really dig into that character so deep, they truly do lose touch with reality. So we know that the, uh, the call them the dark governments, the CIA, the different branches of the it, lizard the people, FBI, yeah. Yeah, all of that. We know that they're in talks with, you know, certain social media platforms, they're in touch with Hollywood, they're in talks with all that. That's how they're able to push all of their propaganda. 
And what is strange is that whenever these actors get on screen, they're trying to portray a different personality. Mm. Well, now, if I like that character that they're playing, they know this. If I like the character that they're playing, well, now I'm more likely to listen to whatever their political beliefs are or whatever they think mm. should be happening. Subconsciously. Right? As a, re as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, Seth Rogen, he's so funny. I wonder what his political beliefs are. And here he is, like, talking about, I don't know, just like, he's friends with pedophiles. Maybe he's a pedophile himself. I, it's weird. I like Iron Man. I'm not, like, a fan of RDJ as a human being. I'm a fan of Iron Man. Right, right. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe RDJ that. is badass. Maybe he's, like, a solid guy. I don't know him personally. I can't make that claim. He might be. You know who I just became an unfan of? An George, unfan? Unfanned. George Clooney. Oh, well, doesn't he have an island, paper. dude? Like an island where he takes people to? Yes. Uh, very Epstein-like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as George Clooney, he's like, he's asking, you know, like, should everybody, somebody asked him, should everybody get the vaccine? Why? And he's basically oh, saying, yes, it should be mandatory. And if you end up, um, you know, basically, if you end up dying, then you sh your family shouldn't be able to get the life insurance money from that because you were too stupid to not get it. And it's all kind of weird shit, dude. Like, there's certain people out there, you're like, oh, man, George Clooney, he's a man's man. Everybody loves him. The women love him. The men want to be him, all that kind of shit. But I've then you hear his political views. <laughs> I've never one no, time no. wanted to be George Clooney. I'm yeah, sorry, I've all never the... <laughs> understood the hype. These women swoon over him. Yeah, He looks like a, a bag of dog shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> he doesn't look good. Well. Objectively, as a straight guy, like, yo, I, Brad Pitt, I totally understand. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher makes Ryan Gosling. Sense. Yeah, I totally get it. All right? Yeah. George Clooney, bro, he's looked 40 since he was 20. Well, it's all, six, it's all that adrenochrome, bro. I mean, it, that's what it is. It's all, that, all that soul harvesting that they're doing. So, is that frazzle drip, dude? Uh, what's her name? Abramovich? Yeah. Abramovich. But you, make, you bring up a good point to where, yeah, when you're, when you're watching pornography or whatever, and this energy that you're putting out into the world, it may not be, because it's not always intentional. It's sometimes unintentionally done, but... Since they understand how this works, it's fine. But uh, even when they put movies out, you know, people give their their energy to it. You know, people become fans. They buy the tickets. They buy the merch. They buy all this stuff, and they're feeding that beast per se. And like I, I recently did a, a deal culting of the first episode, A New Hope, and we were talking. I mean, maybe it was different back then, but the first three movies were they actually that good, or was it just hype? You know what I'm saying? Like, were they actually right. good enough to where it's like, wow, this is mind blowing. Maybe I wasn't around for their time to experience it. But when looking back at it now, it's like, this is kind of garbage. But the 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 Campbell, you know, the, the hero of a thousand faces speaks to us primarily. It speaks to our, again, that subconscious, that deeper thing inside of us. And I think that's what captivated millions and millions of people sure. that, you know, in turn emulate this this world, this other reality. Dude, I don't even think, yes, I, I'm fully here for that. But I think that it's even, it's so deep, dude. Because you got to think, I think that whenever you're looking at a movie, it's not, or not even just a movie. Let's just say you're having a thought. I don't think we just, you know, some people write a book and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I channeled this information, right? So I don't even think that you only channel information. I think that you channel certain energies. And these movies and whatever they're trying to portray it doesn't even have to be anything demonic. Would I think this that it be could what literally you would call, be anything. Uh, catching a download? Is that what your, your kind would call this? I don't know what you mean by you people, first of all. And secondly, <laughs> I don't appreciate your tone. I don't right? mean, no, no. There was no tone on that. I'm honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to understand whenever, because I hear people. I'm not going to say you people because that's somebody, rude, Jonathan. Whenever somebody says that they're catching a download, it's the same thing as somebody saying... Having an epiphany? Jesus told me a message or some shit. It's the same thing. Having a, a, a come-to-Jesus moment, having an epiphany, the light bulb goes off. Same difference. With it's you. all the same thing. With you, okay. And so whenever you're talking about the ether, dude, I mean, it doesn't matter what you believe. It's that you do believe, right? And that's where mm -hmm. the faith comes in. Um, and so it doesn't matter really where you think you're channeling that information from if you think that it's good then maybe it'll be good if you think that it's bad maybe it'll be bad maybe mm -hmm. you're in a bad mood so only the message that you're gonna get is gonna be bad and so basically i think that we channel emotions as well like so whenever i'm watching um or, or even just how we act so whenever i'm watching a tv show or a movie yeah. let's say sons of anarchy is on my mind right now so i'll say sons of anarchy Fuck yeah whenever i'm watching sons of anarchy i stop watching that as soon as i'm done with an episode 
I feel like I'm a badass biker, <laughs> oh Jax, God, who no. just wants to go and slay Poon all the time. You know what I'm saying? Who Who is just like knocking out, um, oh you know, all the different kind of gangsters and all that stuff. Sure. I, I might be weird on that, but who's to say that there aren't millions of other people that feel that same Dude, way? Dude, I used to want to be, so these rappers growing up, I wanted to be 50 Cent. I wanted to be DMX. I wanted to be all these rappers. I remember watching like a Jet Li movie. I think it was Back to the Grave or something. I remember DMX came out with that movie. And I remember watching like a Jet Li movie or whatever. I think it's Jet Li. And how you're saying, watching all these karate moves and everything, I wanted to I wanted to fucking do that, you know, like after being... So it's like how you're saying. <laughs> it kind of... Yes. It's kind of like uh, you mirror that. You you kind of... you emu- Again, you emulate it because it's kind of already in there and you're just now getting around to sons of anarchy that's a great show dude maybe i'm just weird because i actually did all the things like i watched growing up that like i want to do that i saw saving private ryan boom became a marine i watched the knight's tale one too many times boom i'm doing armored combat mma shit right yes yes and who's to say that it's an accident that you saw those at the specific Uh time that you did Mm. so i don't know this this is where the whole topic or the idea that comes in from do we actually have free will if we're constantly being swayed in one direction or another where are like okay so let's say i wake up and it's 5 55 in the morning okay that's weird that's a weird coincidence see that you know that uh numerology right there some people okay. put a lot of thought into it oh i'm on my way i'm gonna oh it says that it's gonna take me 55 and a half minutes to get to work or i pull up and i see a license plate that says 555 these things play into our subconscious and we have no free will to decide whether we see them or not Okay. And so maybe we can be guided in a certain direction. But could it also be bullshit? It could also just be a strange series of coincidences. Maybe our mind is just looking for patterns. I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. Well, that's humans are uh, creatures of habit, Mm -hmm. right? We are pattern oriented creatures. That's just how we are. Our chemical makeup in our brain does it. You know, of course, you have the anomalies. You have people that see things differently that them excluded on this one as a whole. Humans do that. That makes perfect sense, bro. But then at the same time, you're saying about free will. I believe that destiny and free will are both happening at the same time in mm. parallel with each other. Neither is better or worse than the other. They just are what they are. It just is what it is. Basically, the idea of free will is that is there true free will or are there outside influences? That well, now you're getting into not- simulation until simulation territory where this is all pre-planned is deja vu and echo in space and time you know what is all that there's there's children who remember their past lives it's crazy they have the same birthmarks as other people that were born so and i think that maybe i think that these elites know this and that's why they are so patient they don't care because they know they're going to either be reincarnated as a grasshopper or something later on or you know they believe in karmic retribution or whatever they they refer to it spar believed that the power of will is capable of fulfilling any deeply held desire and again the formula called for creating sigils or talismans is an alphabet of desire and the way that you would do it is you would write it down repeating letters are crossed out and the remaining letters are made into some sort of symbol or a sigil. The sigil is impressed upon the subconscious by staring at it, so meditating on it. And the original desire is then let go so that the God within can work undisturbed towards the desired end. Very yeah, interesting. Magic's pretty wild too, bro. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to go back to sacred geometry. Yes. Because the sigil itself and the shape itself, while it is a certain pattern and that in itself has a certain power associated with it, the sacred geometry associated with each and every bend angle curve line in the entire sigil equates mathematically and very cabalist you you touched on it though because math math i think that's what the pythagoreans were on they were onto some shit because by pythagoras or the pythagoreans saying all is number they're hinting at some sort of binary code some sort of simulation and then that would hint at some sort of creator or architect and there actually is a phenomenon that people see numbers they see number forms they see numbers are the one language that completely equate in every way shape and form in our existence right Mm -hmm. math is math whether you're in china england u.s doesn't matter but then when you break down growth patterns of things, when you break down seasons, cycles, temperature, everything about our existence exists because of a certain numbers. It's all it is, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to go onto that. And I think the Pythagoreans, if I'm not mistaken, were the first real cult to 
really acknowledge that and really do some real deep diving into that, into the spiritual side of numbers. Um, yes. But that's not to say that Pythagoras himself wasn't an absolute psychopath. Like, let's let's also <laughs> not speed bump past all his shit. Okay, he was he was a genius, but he was also fucking horrible. Yeah, I've done a, I've done I actually have a presentation exclusively on Rockfin of the Pythagorean number symbolism, where I go from the monad all the way to the decad and beyond, and I break all them down because it's almost like the they can they learn how to construct life but they say that it all starts with the cube the cube is the procreator of everything so from the cube everything else multiplies so it's weird because you see the cube symbolism in all these movies and the transformers hellraiser at fucking mecca bro i'll take a step further how about the uh black cube that the rabbis wear on their forehead that's actually supposed to be uh the direction facing towards the holy land then you have mecca which is a black cube, which I actually would love to do a dive on that as well, because come to find out, the entire basis of Islam is based off of absolute horseshit. Mecca itself is not a holy site. It was a holy site to pagan gods before uh, before Muhammad ever was born. We need mm-hmm. to do a whole episode on that one, but maybe not, because I don't want to throw shade at a whole religious group, because that's going to make it seem like I'm hate-filled and I'm not. By the way, those are Jacob's words. Those yeah. Are yeah. Jacob's You've already words. said them, bro. They're already out in the ether. I mean, that's, <laughs> that was a quarter there. Anybody can take that. But, I mean, it is what it is. That was but think about it, bro, message. because we're talking about the Pythagoreans. I mean, the oldest religion that we know of, and I don't know if you guys have had Esoteric Eddie on, but, you know, it all started with the Anunnaki. And from there, everything else, they paved the way for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, religion started from that. So, I mean, you know, the Pythagoreans inspired the Gnostics. And the Gnostics, you had the early Christians, you had the Christians, Catholicism, all that stuff. So, I mean, they're kind of sort of piggybacking off of one another. And if you looked at, if you look at church history, they would take these pagan sites and do what? They would build right on top of them. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, like, you have I a Mithraeum. I disagree with what you were saying, by the way. I'm a Christian, but I do like the talking points. Go on. No, no, well, I'm, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to stay on the whole cube thing because it it seems like whenever you're talking about religion, how they kind of overlap with each other, you know, the uh, the Gnostics and the Pythagoreans and Christianity and everything that came really from this whole Anunnaki story, mm-hmm. right? But whenever we're looking at the cube, they do all worship this cube. Yes. Maybe it is some kind of it goes uh, back geometric to, weird thing that they go back to but whenever we're talking about the cube dude and then you see saturn and the storm that well, is formed in a cube and it goes back to cubes and pyramids saturn, when you really break down the big ones that like were that important that they made whole religions about them they worshiped and idolized and constructed these massive things around it it's always pyramids and cubes man yeah so it is really weird but i do love the, well um, the, i say that what was that island that they built all the uh, the spheres they built all the it spheres. was in Peru, I think it was. It was these massive, like eight ton rocks. Talk about the these... Olmecs, like the Olmec. Yeah. They were worshiping the 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 stone, the balls, the the stone balls. Yeah, and apparently the civilization just became obsessed with these things to the point that they died out making them. As far as we Whoa. can tell. Well, there's the the whole thing of Ben Ben stones and uh, the you know these stones that draw people in. the The stone at Mecca is that it actually has a meteorite in it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and the, the the lore goes that that's the whole thing with the alchemists. They had stolen that stone, they ground it up, and when they had returned it, it was 60% smaller, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, you have wow. stories of the red powder of projection with Edward Kelly and other alchemists of their time, and mm-hmm. that they were using this powder to turn base metals into gold. Well, the reason that they weren't able to recreate it was because they literally had a meteorite, and when they would run out... They weren't able to get another meteorite, so they weren't able to do the transmutation again. So they were using wow. this red powder projection. The conspiracy goes that it was actually ground up meteorite that, that came from this stone at Mecca. And I mean, that, that's the that's the story, essentially, how it goes. Hey, that would make it a religious site for any any new religion that would pop up. I don't know, dude. I feel like, you know, they say that we're made up of a certain percentage of space dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are right? completely stardust. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that crazy to think that, you know, everything that is here is not from here, that maybe this is just a newer place and we all came from somewhere else. Oh, yeah. So whenever people have past life regressions and they're aliens or, you know, they're living on a different timeline, 
we know that you know time is not linear; that it's simultaneous. That the past is the present, is the is the time, current. Time is bullshit. It was a Catholic Jesuit that came up. With, Joseph Scaliger came up with Scaligerian chronology, and it's the ADBC system that we know today. It's literally man-made. So we don't know when they, dude. I hate when they throw around these no, two billion years ago. Can you even begin to comprehend two billion years? You know how many? You know how many right. miles are in one light year? Seven right. trillion. Like. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not trying to get, because I know some people say space is fake and gay. You got that no, no, crowd. No. <laughs> I'm with you on that. They throw out these massive numbers. It is an inconceivable number. Yes. We could never get what a light year would actually look like. We have no idea of how old the Earth is. Yeah, whenever they say billions, dude, people can't even... Fa I can't fathom that number, because if you think of a billion... It is literally a million millions. I think it's part, the, it's part of the it's part of the it's part of the the I don't want to say psyop, but the psychological million. warfare because that it kind of makes you trip out like you can't think about it like uh, uh, you know seven billion and you just stop thinking about it because you just can't yep. comprehend it, you know. No, but my brain kind of goes around like three million and kind of tapers off at that point. Honestly, it's it's that big. Whatever. I mean, I just think about what you can fit in a football stadium, and most of them, like Ohio State, can fit like 105,000 people. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if it's one, and that 000. looks like an absolute shitload of people. Yeah, right? yeah. So whenever we're we're trying to count, you know, a million things or a yeah. billion things, it's it, we can't. It's I'm, it's crazy. Maybe. It's inconceivable. So yeah, whenever they do get to the science, and we were actually just having this talk earlier about like Jacob is an all the way ball earther. Okay, he is not yeah. coming off of this whole stance. I'm a globist. I'm sorry. We live on a sphere, in my opinion. I look. I, I'm, a, I'm a glober too, bro. It's all right. I'm just saying, based off of what I know as far as laws of physics, you know. Listen, listen. The reason that we're here is because at one point in time, at least me, I had somebody's ideas being forced on me. Now, right. and the thing is that these the truther community has turned around. And now they're trying to force their ideas on other people. No, motherfucker. The reason that we're here is because you had people trying to, and now you're turning around and doing the same to other people. No, no. I think we should be yeah. able to have a conversation civilly and talk about it. If you want to believe the earth is flat and gay and whatever, that's fine. Cool. Do you? I, I don't, I don't think, but how does that work? When you launch out into space, do you become a homosexual? Like, how does that work? Cause I don't even know right. how the mechanics of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no air out there and no air is gay. <laughs> Oh, Vacuums God. are gay. That's why they suck they so much. They suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the vacuum of reality itself. Oh it my God! Space sucker. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm not saying that necessarily. I think the Earth is flat, but I could see an argument as to why it's not a sphere. And um, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, if it's 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 more of a philosophical thing. Obviously, there is no science. Like as far as I mean, there is. Whenever you talk about the 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 what is it the the curvature of feet curved no do we can agree okay. that the government is full of shit that's all we can agree right. on we're never gonna know unless you launch yourself up there and see it from the outside if it's actually true or not and that's why these flat earthers they'll you know they'll take a picture and be like you see the sun is actually not as far away as they say it is or the clouds are looking funny today so it's xyz i go all right dude I mean, sure, right? You know, but and a lot of people now in the in the community, it's like if you can't explain, oh, it's a, it's CGI, it's a deep fake, or it's oh, it's Mandela effect, or whatever they say now. Everything is so easily explained <laughs> with that shit, right? And I mean, agreed though with your point, but nobody trusts the government. Black, white, mm -hmm. gay, straight, man, mm -hmm. woman, age bracket, tax bracket, doesn't matter. If you ask anyone of any country, do you trust your government? No one trusts them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're I think full it's of shit. just gone. It's gone to a point to where, or it is to a point to where that it is insanely difficult, if not impossible, to get to the absolute bare truth itself. Oh, it's, uh, it's a construct at there, this point. That's there's a fathom. been stories on stories on stories. Nobody knows exactly what to, to what to believe. You got stories layering on top of other stories. You know, kind of working together to form a whole nother story. Who knows what the hell to believe? Yeah. All I believe is, is what is. All I believe is what I've experienced. Egg. All right. Like, and that's, that's all I know. It's phenomenology is what it is. If you experience it, it's real to you. It's a phenom, the phenomenology. I don't know how to say it. Phenomenology. It's when you, I think when, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Whatever. Anyways, Google it. So this spar guy, he had a, I guess somebody who initiated him. He had a, a lady that he grew really close to because his mother had died 
and she was named Miss Patterson. Now, Miss Patterson initiated him, and he called her his witch mother, and supposedly he said that she possessed great skill in divination, had the ability to materialize her thoughts. And Miss Patterson taught Spar how to visualize and evoke spirits and elementals and how to refine his dream imagery. And she also initiated Spar in a witch's Sabbath, which he described as taking place in another dimension. And this is the part that stood out to me because he says, where cities were constructed of an unearthly geometry, right? So when he says unearthly geometry, I automatically think about H.P. Lovecraft. I don't know if you guys have read into H.P. Lovecraft or not and his whole mythos. He talks yeah. about cities having non-Euclidean geometry and this guy's talking. That's Cthulhu, correct? Yeah, Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude. So it made me think of that as soon as they said, you know, uh, unearthly geometry. So it's almost like some, you know, color out of space type of thing that you can't comprehend. And also it goes on here to say that, me find the, the thing where he goes despite his ability to paint the spirits and images he saw spar was occasionally at a loss for words to describe some of his more bizarre experiences some of his visions put him in a place that he was only able to describe as spaces beyond spaces so i think this dude was trying to again because we're talking about layers of reality being stacked on top of each other you know essentially the multiverse or whatever it is well what if there is a way Maybe through the use of psychedelics, maybe through the use of meditation, maybe through the use of something, whatever it is, you're able to transcend through that, right? This guy was initiated. Like you said, it was another dimension because, and that's another theory as far as a, a parallel universe type of situation. They would have a color spectrum that we can't see with mm -hmm. our eyes, but it's there, right? They would have smells that we don't recognize. They would, you know what I'm saying? Our five senses wouldn't work on that playing field. So if you were to, teleport yourself quote unquote whatever your flavor of getting to this place it would look like a completely uh, you wouldn't be able to describe anything that you're seeing so that makes perfect sense that it would go in line well dude reality itself is only the way that you see it because you're looking at it yeah and that's mm. where it gets into the whole double slit experiment how observable reality acts completely different than reality that isn't being observed yeah I mean does does a bear shit in the woods if we don't see it I mean, the, uh, the answer I, is yes, for the record. The answer is yes, but I don't know, dude. It, it gets really weird and freaky whenever it comes to a, like an atomic level. Sure. And, um, you know, then it comes into the whole Mandela effect. Are we living on different timelines? Um, are they trying to bring forth different, like open up portals to different timelines? Is that what CERN's doing with the hydrogen collider, uh, collider and like, Oh, there's just, so many theories of what they're doing over there, man. Dude, but think about how psychedelic what they're doing is. How mind bent they're they're clashing atoms to so they say they're clashing atoms together to find the Higgs boson, which they already have, and essentially a Higgs boson when it weigh it has a, a different mass in every dimension that it's in. So if they find a Higgs boson and it has a different mass, they've essentially tapped into another dimension. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. But the problem is that you also have these quantum computer nerds like the guy Jordy Rose from D-Wave Computing uh, where he talks about how they are summoning like Cthulhu's you know H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's great old ones into this dimension like is that way AI is is AI some sort of spirit you know D-Wave it makes me think of John D you know like D-Wave computers like yeah. what do you what do you want because they, they talk this is their language this is, I'm not making this up you can look it up and they go you know these entities that we're summoning into into our worlds like wait a minute wait hold back wait a minute bro you know what i'm saying like right. what do you what do you want because i think that what they're messing with they've put a different name on it but essentially it's magic man it's the occult it's you know it's the spooky action at a distance that these guys talked about back then except they're not in caves anymore and they're not in robes they're in white coats in some sophisticated lab somewhere and they're you know cern is built on top of a, an old uh, Apollo temple <laughs> or right. some crazy shit like that. What I'm afraid of is that scientists will not understand what they're tapping into. And I believe that what they're, ta I personally, now I could for the record be completely wrong and it is going to be just fine when they tap into the other side of existence. I don't know, but I personally do not see anything good coming from it. That's just me. 
I mean, dude, if you could harness a certain energy to gain control over the world, that you, can you question that these people wouldn't do it? I believe that they're tapping into certain forces that they really don't understand, and I think that they're going to open up something that they can't close. Mm -hmm. Almost I'm like leave it at that. Almost like playing with a Ouija board. Okay, think of a Ouija board, but on a literal interdimensional, <laughs> possibly intergalactic, possible black hole yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's they what World War II, that's what I believe World War II was about. It wasn't a cult war. It wasn't about what they actually say it was about. Now, I'm not denying that certain events didn't happen in history. I'm going to just say that. I know I'm where a, you're going. I'm going to just say that, okay? Uh -oh. But... I think that it was there was a much you know like the the weapons of mass destruction while there was a a a deeper level to that it wasn't just what we you know it's not the exoteric that's what they feed that's the bullshit they feed people mm. you always got to be paying attention and read between the symbols because you know uh, Osama bin uh, Osama uh, Saddam Hussein thought he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar he was collecting yeah. different artifacts etc cetera, etc cetera. if you look into why they killed Gaddafi. It's like what he was doing. Because, again, if they can industrialize it, look at why they killed Nikola Tesla. They don't want the, the regular man to have it. No, no, no. It's it's only for us. You know what I'm saying? Only for us. Right. So, again, and I don't know how you feel about that because you were in the system or you were, you know, you served for the country. So I don't know how that makes you feel that they've sometimes used other people oh, no. in the military for bad shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I'm fully aware that that's what it is. It's the... Um... <laughs> I, I try not to advise people to join the military. However, in saying that, I understand that I would be advocating for our country to be defenseless. So, like, I super support the military, of course. I support our servicemen and women being a vet, of course. But, but the, personally, to the person. Right. But the government itself that I do not trust, this is the military armed wing of that organization. Mm. I'll leave it at that. The governmental industrial complex. Oh, and that's what mm. runs it all, man. Yikes. Yeah, no, it, it, and it can get really sensitive because I, I, I believe my personal opinion, is it, it all goes back to alchemy, the, the transmutation of energy. You know, any any exchange of energy is is alchemy. So uh, when they're when they're transforming people, I think, you know, what I'm saying like uh, and the magnum opus of alchemy is to quite literally bring forth the end of the world which if you look at how things are now it may seem like that like almost like we're at the brink of this greater thing that's a world war three perhaps and all these things well bring it we killed the last two we're ready you know what i'm saying like that and i think that's what they're trying to either usher in they don't want this smoke if they don't if they don't usher in some sort of interdimensional alien to come and destroy us all then I think it goes back to Pythagoras. He said, if you can, if you can destroy even one grain of sand, if man can destroy one grain of sand, he will eventually destroy himself. And Absolutely. I think, I think we're a little bit uh, too past that already. So I don't know, man. And I think uh, the alchemists, again, they were about bringing forth the end of time as well. I think that it's in human nature to destroy ourselves. Why are the funnest activities the most harmful, right? Why is the best food the worst for you? I think that it's inevitable that we are, we are going to, you know, we're, we're self-destructive creatures. We're not meant to live forever. You know, I think we're designed that way by nature. But I love that you that you brought up the whole exoteric, esoteric kind of thing. The exoteric is the bullshit that they feed you, that they that they want you to think is what's really going on as yeah. far as spiritual forces or, or religious reasons or whatever, whenever really deep on the inside. We know that whenever you're looking, even at just the Catholic Church, let's say for an example, okay. they're feeding us a bunch of exoteric bullshit. Whenever really paganism, it's it's the 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 esoteric, what they hold true to their hearts, what they actually believe. Yeah. Whenever you know, faith. it's it's not of God itself, yeah. right? And so these people are feeding off of whatever the call it negative energy maybe they're just manipulating that energy to be negative whenever we yeah. think of satan we think of something bad whenever we think of jesus we think of something good yada yada right but i think that you can manipulate energy in any kind of way and so whenever you talk about the whole sigil magic and you you know the the subconscious thing that goes on in your, in your mind whenever you're looking at certain sigils Absolutely. certain icons whenever you're talking about the whole mcdonald's logo and all sure. that shit it's designed to send a message that is it's like it's in our DNA to understand what those colors mean. 
like dude. the Pornhub logo, right? You know what I'm saying? You, yes. get, you get me, bro? You get me? Like the Pornhub. Tell you what, the the big dollar sign ad agencies, the 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 think tank for those organizations, the ones that actually make that logo, mm. the ones that actually make that jingle that is stuck in your head. Those people are the ones you really need to watch. It's the neuro linguistic programming. Exactly. It's they know exactly what to say in order for your. Are you able to get? Are you able to mix hypnotism into any of this at all? Like with the different wavelengths and all that stuff in the mind, does that play a role into any of this? Dude, there's so much that goes into hypnotism that people are to- totally like unaware of, and a lot of people say, "Oh, I can't be hypnotized." Or, yeah, you, you know, I don't believe in hypnotism. I don't know if it'll work on me. And I just say, bro, have you ever watched TV for more than 60 seconds? You've right. been hypnotized. Because whenever the TV is on, it turns you into, um, so naturally we're in beta state of mind. That's our alert awareness. Like our conscious is fully, you know, here. Whenever the TV's on, you go into alpha. It's a light trance, right? So that's why whenever somebody's talking to you, um, you know, and you're watching TV, let's say the game's on or whatever, you're watching the Steelers whoop somebody's ass. Or I'm in beta right now, right? Because I'm listening. I'm just like, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the longer I talk, maybe you slip into alpha. That's the trick. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's whenever you're in alpha, you know, somebody tries to get your attention. Um, you're kind of like, what did you even say? I'm trying to, yeah. like, I can't pay attention to two things at once. It grabs your attention, whatever that's in alpha. And then it goes into the theta state of mind, which is where we try to take you whenever it comes to uh, hypnotizing. So whenever you're in theta, that is the mind of a child. A child is always in theta up until they're like six or seven years old. Interesting. And so that's how they're able to learn so much faster than we are. Yeah. Because they're in that extremely, you can sway them in whatever you want. Like a, a, a kid, nine times out of 10 is, will grow up to be a certain person because of what yeah. they experienced up until they were six or seven years old. The developmental stage, right? That is like critical to That's how crazy. they develop emotionally as a person, as stress levels, anxiety, all of that. Yeah. And so, and, and there's more that goes into it though. Whenever you're in that data state of mind, you have access to maybe you can call it information that you forgot, you know, coming through in this human form. Maybe you had access to whatever kind of other intelligence before you, you know, we're ultimately born into this body. Mm. Um, but whenever you're in theta, that's why people can recall certain events whenever they're being hypnotized is because you have access to that kind of information. I can't describe it. I mean, I can't, I don't even know why it works to be honest with you. Maybe you're just at a more relaxed state of mind and you know, your, your conscious mind is not having that, that inward chatter that we always have telling us, no, 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 that's not the thing. And for people because, that don't believe it's real, it's uh, it works so well that it's actually admissible in court. Absolutely. What? Yeah, throw that out. yeah, you could actually, if you were a witness to an event that happened, let's say you were in a, a grocery store and you saw a robber, uh, a robbery happen, and you can't really recall the facial features, you can actually go under hypnosis, and if you saw, for instance, a neck tattoo that you didn't remember before, any of that, that is actual proof <laughs> that they can roll with in court <laughs> and look crazy. for a suspect. Oh, that's a, a total thing. Yeah, dude. And they played with this a lot, especially in the 60s with MK Ultra and yeah. the washing and all that no, they didn't play it's, with it they just force fed a bunch of mental patients lsd for six mm-hmm. months oh well then yeah then they ultimately mastered it and that's where the you know all the propaganda that's on tv and yeah. everything is coming from but who's ever heard of medical consent right <laughs> well so th- th- I, i've done an episode on mk ultra like a deep dive with paranoid american and my whole thing is what do we not know about that wasn't that's just what we found out that's what, yeah, that's what we found. If you if you know the official story that they found the files in some, you know, an assistant found them in some room. Sure, I want to know the stuff that was so deep, you know, that was destroyed before we even got our hands on it. And, you know, so that's why when somebody tells me, "Oh, I trust my government," yeah, you do. I mean, they don't really care about you. I mean, they're you're just another cog in the system. You're just another another disposable thumb or whatever you want to call it. And so I, you know, I, I give them the laundry list of false flags and things that they've done to 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 their people it's crazy bro it goes it goes so deep i I like to show people the list of uh cities that are now lakes that were once thriving black communities yes and that went all the way up until the 50s and i think even 60s and 70s i think was the last like haunted now i don't know if you've seen the one i think it's in georgia yes yeah yeah so 
not like that was way back yesteryear. That was like just last century. Yeah. A, a one person's great. lifetime ago, 40 years ago, whatever it was. Right. You know, like, yo, that was 50 Momo. years. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's called the great American experiment for a reason. Like, well, that's why it's the same thing. Whenever we're talking about hospitals, they're practicing. Yeah. Like nobody. Uh, well, democracy is an experiment, right? Sure. We are the longest running experiment of a democratically elected government to date. And so far, it has been the bicycle is still upright. You know what I mean? Mm. We're still balanced as of now. Mm. Now, that's not an easy balance by any stretch of the imagination. But as of now, the experiment is still successful. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most successful in all of human history. That's why we kill shit. We're just kind of winning at everything. Until we don't. Until we don't. Yeah. Because it's inevitable. It's inevitable that it will eventually stop working. It's, I don't know. It has to be. I honestly don't know. I'm not saying that we are too big to fail. I don't believe that. But at the same time, I don't know what us failing would actually look like. I think it would have to be internal. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. wouldn't get conquered by somebody else. We would completely implode on ourselves because we just let it go that far. I mean, if history is any guide, then you could say that what is it like once every 200 well, and some odd yeah, years 300 years 250, yeah. 250 to 300 the right. new empire rises and dies and that's right. actually always what happens it gets too big they completely lose their shit and implode from the inside right mm-hmm. dude if if atlantis can fall well i'm now. a huge believer in all that that i think that eventually atlantis probably got a little bit corrupted in the same way and if you watch that show i was telling you about the uh the netflix show uh, conspiracy something it was it's a conspiracy show damn it well we were just the cartoon about- one Inside yeah. job. Yeah, inside job. They even make a reference to Atlantis being like in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. They had to cover I mean, it bro, up. look at Graham Hancock's new show, bro. It's all about Atlantis, about a lost civilization. You know, they're pushing it I'm hard. In. I mean. Fucking love Graham Hancock. So to, to bring it all full circle, because there is one part where I'm like, hey, if this guy was so powerful and he could use his subconscious to conjure up things and use it for his will, he died penniless. <laughs> And he was spar, spent most of his life as a recluse living in poverty in London. He was remote and detached, preferring the company of his cats to that of human beings. He is considered a source of modern, a source of modern chaos magic. So this dude died penniless, didn't have anything. So I'm like, if this actually worked, that's why I said it could all be bullshit. It could all be bullshit. And if this actually worked, don't you think he would have used it for his, for the betterment of his life instead of dying in poverty? I don't know. I think it worked. I believe chaos only leads to one conclusion, and I think he found what he was looking for. He died penniless. That's what chaos leads to. Sorry. Mm. Not Mm. necessarily, dude, because Um, you see that people that that are able to discover certain scientific things, such as cars being able to run on water. Are they crazy? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between having like scatterbrain organized chaos and being a true agent of chaos. Mm. We're talking about two different things here. Mm -hmm. Sure, but the everyday person like i don't know just joe schmo down the street if he is just going along with the everyday wake up go to work come back home maybe clean your house you know play with your kids you know have a good time with your wife whatever if you're going through that same process every single day you're highly unlikely to be able to come in contact with certain things that maybe a quote-unquote crazy person would and Uh. so that's the point that i'm trying to make is that it is easy to call somebody crazy it's very easy We've met a lot of crazy people. I'm not saying that we, sure. I'm not saying they don't exist. What I am saying is that sometimes people are called crazy just as a cover up for what they actually discovered. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so but I if think if he discovered that, something that works and like you'll get rich and famous off of and all that shit, he failed miserably at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I believe that he discovered what chaos would lead him to and it didn't matter. He was literally chaos magic was his thing mm-hmm. i believe that chaos is not a positive thing i believe that true uh, it's, it's in a different context in this in this so okay chaos. so what is the context of his chaos magic so uh let me find it here but yeah okay so that the name chaos it, it's not exactly what you think of it to be okay. uh let me find it here one second i had it pulled up and now i don't but yeah, keep talking. Here we go. So chaos I mean, magic developed in the 1960s that dispensed at the pomp and ceremony of ritual magic and invocation of gods and spirits. So he was considered the father of chaos magic. And 
for his emphasis on the power of the subconscious mind and his, and, and his system of sigils. Chaos magic is not about disorder, as the name might imply, but rather focuses on order that is beyond conscious understanding. Oh. So it's all right. So my entire talking point just got. <laughs> That's so yeah. When you when you think of chaos, yeah. Oh, it's chaos. You know, erratic. No, 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 no. It's that you can't even begin to comprehend. That's why he was digging into and he even said himself, if you are able to tap into this, one of two things is going to happen to you. Either you're going to drive yourself insane, or you know, I forgot what the other thing. But he, a lot of people that he worked with went insane. Look at Crowley. Crowley. A lot of his his almost all his wives went insane what if he yeah. was giving these things up as some sort of offering for whatever was on the other side to be like hey here you know take this as an offering you know the full metal alchemist the law of equivalent exchange type of thing where it's like yeah so that's what that means it's, it's the as the name we'll rather focus on an order that is beyond conscious understanding yikes Dude, and so yeah we as as a human race we need some kind of order like there has to be order mm -hmm. there has to be certain levels of which you won't go beyond that you yeah. that you, you you almost got to keep yourself in check on certain things because you got to have you limits. go yeah if you go too far beyond then you start to i guess come across things that kind of burst your level or your understanding of what reality even is like if you found out today that God doesn't exist, Jesus doesn't exist, hell doesn't exist, heaven doesn't exist, and we just die. Whenever we die, yeah. there is nothing. There is just nothingness. Okay. And it never happens ever again, and nothing ever happened before, and we're just here by some bacterial means. If you were to understand that, you would live your life, and I don't care what anybody says. If you knew that you weren't being judged, you would live your life an entirely different way. Honestly, I can say that that's not true for me personally. Maybe honestly, and I'm I, I'm being as dead ass honest as I can be. If I for what somehow found out right now that all of every religion doesn't matter, we are all accidentally here. It is just a crazy coincidence, and when you die, it's just darkness. That's it. It's all you got. That literally made my basis of what I consider reality is in I only got this one shot at life, mm -hmm. and I got to make the fucking most of it. Mm -hmm. All that did was just solidify that. So I'm honestly not going to be changing up on my day to day, but that's just me. What about the last week of your life? Um, would that be any different? Let's say you're 50 years old and you've been told oh, you have say, one on. week to live. The last week of my life has been extra <laughs> chaotic. So I, I, that being in mind of all what says, was going on. Yeah, somebody says that you have one week to live. You're in perfect health. You have all the money that you can do whatever you want. You trying to tell me you'd be going oh, to work? All of the money I want comes with this stipulation. <laughs> no, that's different. That's would different. You, would you be going to work? Oh no, 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 no. If mm -hmm. I had all the money in the world and I knew I had one week to live, sure, I would do all kinds of other shit. So but your I'm life would about, change if you knew there was no repercussion to it. If I had the uh, the ability to do more shit, I'm saying with the hand that I was dealt with this life, mm -hmm. even if I found out that all religion and all that's bullshit, all that, I'm still only gonna do what I've got because this is literally me doing my best. You know what I mean? And that's all I could do. It's a valid argument. I like it. That's I like just me it. though. Any sorry. any closing closing thoughts, boys? They want to add before uh, we get the fuck out of here? No, sorry, we were kind of all over the board, but that's just <laughs> we how do we roll. That. That's just how we roll. It always leads to very interesting, uh, thought provoking material. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Juan, thank you so much for having us on your show. And uh, this was for coming on ours, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's why I wanted to bring up this this. Austin Osman Spar because I wanted to just plant the seeds and, and see where it would go from there. And I think that uh, he deserves an entire episode. I might do a deep dive on him because he's yeah. very interesting. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this and hopefully the people listening enjoy it as well. And thank you guys for, for coming on. This is fun.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.